and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, just have a little chat about some beer. Hello, I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How are you doing, Cal? I'm all right. I'm really quite warm and sticky at the mm, moment. It's continued. It has. Since about March, Yeah, I've been too hot. And wow. I don't think it's rained since March. Yeah. And where are you going next week? I'm going to Florida. Yeah. On Saturday. It's Thursday now. I'm going mm. on Saturday. It's going to be hot and sticky, but it's going to be air-conditioned pretty much everywhere unless yeah. you're outside. Yeah. So Just never go outside. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm I'm staying at my brother's, and his flat is air-conditioned. With noise. And he keeps it at, like, 17 degrees. <laughs> That's good. And even slightly, yeah. like slightly cooler at night time. So it's like, ah, oh, yeah. I'm actually looking forward to going because at least sleeping will be vastly easier than it is here. Yeah. Uh, you checking out any of the beer sights and sounds while you're there? Uh, well, I believe Cigar City is not far from uh, where my brother lives, so I'm going to go down nice. and check out Cigar City, I think. Cool. Um, and obviously sample the beers that are there. So I might take the old dictaphone along ah. and uh, just do some one-person beer reviews or get my brother involved. Yeah, have some uh, foreign correspondence stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he sounds largely similar to me. Does he? Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. We grew up together, so we got... Similar sort of, you know, yeah, accents, I guess. And you're gonna, so are you talking now or am I talking? Now? <laughs> is is that... it me? Am I talking uh, anyway? Yes. So, beer, yes. Uh, I'm going to a kind of almost tropical climate, yeah, and that's quite handy, yes. So, you can tell us what we're brewing today. Today, we are brewing, uh, it's relatively new style, it's called Tropical Pale Ale. Oh, Ooh. tropical, uh, I guess it's technically not that new because we've been adding fruit and bits and pieces to beer for as long as beers existed yeah but this... you're talking about essentially alcoholic lilt aren't you yes <laughs> so it's a style that has become increasingly popular over the past few decades at yeah. least of not just using malt hops water and yeast and yeah. physically jamming in as much fruit as possible or jam or jam yeah or all sorts into there in order to make a really intensely fruity beer yeah so it, it's not just relying on the flavor profile of the hops to no. bring out tropical flavors or no. whatever flavor you want it's like that. right now sod it i'm just gonna bang loads of pineapple in or yes. just you know all sorts of mad stuff and i actually did that at one point uh a few years back i made a beer where i literally just put a load of chopped up pineapple into the fermenter like during secondary wow made a pineapple ipa that way did it work yeah, no, it was, it was gorgeous. It was uh, it was my first attempt at a beer to take down to the festival. So, you mm. know, like this year, I'm making the New England Pale yeah, yeah. to take down. Well, the first year, I took down a pineapple IPA. Okay, and it, that, wor- it didn't catch in the fermenter or anything? There was no sort of infection? No, no, no. I mean, like, the, the acidity of pineapple yeah. is quite high. I mean, obviously, like that, I peeled it and chopped it there and then, so... And that's post-fermentation as well. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. So it was going into an alcoholic environment, and there was a certain amount of secondary fermentation from the sugars um, from the pineapple, but not mm. too much. Interesting. So, yeah, it got slightly more alcoholic, but... I wonder if there was a little bit of a biotransformation thing going on there No, very well. possibly, Ooh. but I do remember it being gorgeous. Uh, any bottles left? No, oh, God, no. No. No, no. Sorry. no. I mean, I'll, I'll do it again at some point, but no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, today we're going to brew a uh, tropical Tropical beer. IPA, yeah. yeah. Many, many breweries have been dabbling with this recently. Uh, the, the focus tends not to be one specific fruit. Yeah. Uh, so there are Belgian styles that have, uh, again, existed for not millennia, but centuries, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. that uh you you make a sort of belgian style beer and then you add one lots of one specific fruit so you yes. might add cherry you might add raspberry strawberry so on yeah there's some pretty famous ones out there yes go find them yeah you, you'll see them <laughs> you'll bump into them but with tropical pale ale the emphasis doesn't seem to be about emphasizing one particular fruit it's no. more about a balance of everything that you've got that's tropical so it will be pineapple it will be coconut and mango yes, and yeah, yeah. passion fruit and all of these things all combining in one beer to make essentially as as you said earlier lilt that's <laughs> yeah, actually just, a beer yeah just beery lilt mm. which i mean uh i, I don't mind lilt but i, I prefer to have a slightly <laughs> beerier tone if yes. i can uh, you haven't brought lilt for us to taste have you no that would have been really good <laughs> damn 
right. and here at zero yeah. percent, give this little... one a try. It's alcohol free. Exactly. Okay. Do you want to take us through the recipe? Yeah, I can do. It's a little bit nuanced, but not not. There's a few surprises basically. Yeah. You've got the the base malt being Marisotta, yeah, as usual. Um, I've also chucked in a little bit of Munich just to. Just to give it a bit of depth um, yes. from that malt flavor, a little bit of oats. And then also, I've just, I, because I will come back to this, uh, there's also a tiny bit of smoked malt in there. I can see and that's it. because of what fruit we're adding. But I'm not, not going to spoil bowl, that yeah. yet. I can see it in a little bowl. Yeah. The hops, I'm planning on using a huge amount of hops, uh, yeah. but they are not going to be the primary flavor giver. They're going to be there as support. And, okay. and and to round out the the sort of fruitiness. Are you using much bittering hops? N- almost none. No. Yeah, yeah, treating it like almost like a New England IPA. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. you've got that big round uh, sweet flavor. I'm mashing in at a very high temperature. Yeah. Um, so for the temperature at which you chuck the water in for mashing does change the beer. Uh, not only does it change the ABV, it changes the, the sort of sweetness uh, yeah well because it, it, it's all about how the um the sugars in the grain break down in the temperature yeah um you know so the the longer the chains the harder it is for the yeast to break it down yeah and therefore the sweeter the beer is because you've got less fermentable sugars yeah the um, yeast have one look at it and go oh that's too long yeah i'm not gonna I, have that I, I, God, uh, I'd, I'd be full I'd yeah be full if i ate all that so they don't yeah they exactly and if you chuck the water in hot really hot uh but not boiling then it just produces these really long chains yeah you and just get more unfermentable sugars yeah. don't you but the the good thing is the human tongue still tastes them as sweet yes so the the yeast leave it alone it's still nice and sweet and you drink the beer and it's like mm, lovely and round and yeah mm, but as you mm. say that, that does affect the abv because yeah. if the yeast can't eat all the sugars they're not going to produce as much alcohol so you end up no. with a sweeter beer that isn't as alcoholic Yes. And the other way around that is you can make a very alcoholic beer and get the sweetness from the alcohol. <laughs> yes, yeah, like with double IPAs and so yes, on, yeah. alcohol does give a sort of residual sweetness. So Yeah. Lovely. So there we go. So mashing in hot on a hot day. Yeah. Um, was that a, was that because it was so hot there you thought well i'll just I'll, if i mash in hot it'll stay hot yeah the uh the garage is um basically a sauna yeah at it's, the moment. it's quite warm yeah yeah there's there's quite a lot of like saunery spiders in mm, there lots just of, chilling out little yeah oh, they're, their they're running away they hate it yeah they hate the moisture but they're just weird considering they live in hot countries a lot of the time you know the big ones <laughs> they really love the oh, hot countries the banana spiders that come on the bananas or whatever yeah or i mean just just all of the large spiders that live in all of the really hot countries yes like all of australia but it's quite dry that is true in, in australia it's not it's not got that like sauna saw a big spider when i was in jamaica yeah yeah how big uh big on my hand nice uh, no no <laughs> the opposite <laughs> the opposite of nice. Anyway, we digress. Yes. So, uh, which you, hops are you using? Hops, uh, I'm using uh, Styrian Wolf. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, a little bit fruity. It's also got uh, hints of that sort of uh, stone fruit yep. stuff, which I think will help with the tropical sort of roundness. Mm. So it's not just grapefruit. It's yes, also... yeah. Uh, so it gives a, like, a juiciness and not just like a, like, yeah. like a tartness to it. Yeah. But as I say, they're not the prominent flavor. So no. I'm, I'm not focusing too much on them. Uh, yeast, I was sort of tempted to go with one of the really sort of peachy, um, funky, yeasts. funky yeasts, yeah. but, um, a, a little bit of a disclaimer, this beer isn't actually for me. I'm brewing it, uh, for my sister's, uh, second year wedding anniversary. Yeah. And so trying out a brand new yeast that I've never tried before, I, I would be happy to do it if it was just for me, but it's for someone else. So, um, playing it a little bit safe and just using boring old USO5. It works though. It does. And and the thing is that it does allow the other flavors to shine through because it's not mm. going to be imparting a lot of flavors itself. Yeah. We are going to get a couple of bottles of this though, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, so the the plan is to bottle at least sort of half a dozen and okay. then and then put the rest in the cask for It's just so we've event. got something that we can try in our next final gravity episode. Yeah. And just in case it's absolutely amazing. Mm, yeah. But then you can keep hold of the recipe and we'll do it again. <laughs> oh, exactly. Uh, the other special ingredient... Go on, then. Uh, ...is... So this is for my sister, and uh, she ha- particularly delights in making infused spirits. Okay. So last year she made a pineapple rum. Mm. Uh, this is, unfortunately, not 
vegetarian uh, because they barbecue the rum beforehand. Uh, B- barbecue but the rum? Barbecue the rum. Barbecue <laughs> the pineapple Got to say, it would through the holes, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> very smoky. <laughs> but it, it was wet. It would, I don't know. It would just sizzle. It would be horrible. Yeah. Uh, the uh so it's it's strong uh yeah. flavor but the, oh sorry though it it was um not vegetarian because it's barbecued after they've done a sort of full day's worth of, of barbecue and lots of meat lots of meat so essentially they're putting pineapple on top of meat scraps yes. barbecuing it and then dropping that and into then, a load of rum yes leave for a few weeks let all that pineapple infuse into the rum so strain it. If this it. isn't going to be um, vegetarian straight off the bat because of the rum, yes. are you going to fine it? Uh, I'm not. You're not going to. Fine I'm it. not going to fine it. Okay. No. Uh, it is going in a cask, yeah. rather than a keg, um, because I, I'm not serving it at my house where I have all my kegging equipment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just shoving it in a cask and I can roll it in place. They've, they've got room for a stillage so they can have it sort of cooled and in place for a couple of days beforehand That's and good. let it cast condition, let it settle out, yeah. or let all the sediment settle out. Um, there's, a, there's a little bit of oats in the malt base, so it will yeah. be slightly hazy anyway. But Well, I mean, the thing is, if, if you're not going to find it, a little bit of haziness is... Exactly, you know, going to be expected. And it's a tropical pale ale. You, yeah, you, you want you want it to be like, clear. yeah, you, like you you want it to look that way. Oh god, he's, so, he's yes. poured out some of this rum. Yes, so this is this is uh, last year's batch of the pineapple rum, which I thought we'd uh, have a little oh. sample of. It's, it smells like we're, we're, we're getting the old tasting quite early here, but I like it. Yes, this is how we should start most of our podcast by a little tot of rum. Oh, that is sweet. Yeah, that is yeah, that is. Real big rummy sugar. Yeah, um, like, 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 I can't smell much pineapple, but there's definitely. I'm no. just getting rum face. I think the because this this has been in my drinks cabinet for over a year now, uh, and I think the pineapple oh, no, no. has died out quite a bit, especially compared to when it was fresh. I am still getting pineapple there, though. It's there. Yeah. It is there. It's a lot. Um, it's slightly sourer than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah, that sharp pineapple. Yeah, so the... I mean, it's it, it, it's very nice. It, it it's it's still rounded. It's still like good flavour. But there's um, there was a sourness there that you don't expect from standard rum. Like mm. a normal rum, you go right, not that bad, real sugary. Um, but no, that's real nice. But that pineapple is there. It'd be interesting to try some fresh. Yeah, well, she, know, fresh she's batch. making a fresh batch she's specifically fresh batch right now for yeah. It, it's it's aging as we speak uh, for going in the cask. Um, so, because, what point do you put that in? Well, th- that's uh, one of the things I was hoping to talk about was okay. the method with which you make what would be a, a standard pale ale into yeah. a tropical pale ale, and at what points you do that. Um, and there are plenty to choose from. I'm sure there is. Uh, one of the easiest is chop up all the fruit and add it to the boil. Yeah. That can work with certain fruits, uh, and, and you don't and have to worry about sanitation. No, that's it. It's, you, it sterilizes yep. it straight up, doesn't it? Uh, another way is similar to what we're doing here is uh, what's called a tincture. Yeah. Where normally you use vodka, you use a spirit that imparts as little flavor as possible, yes, so it can yeah. absorb the maximum from the fruit or other ingredient you're putting into it so th- things like vanilla work very well with tinctures yeah because uh, you just chuck you, you sort of chop up the bean really small chuck it in the vodka leave it a couple of days and then you can just add that into the beer yes, yeah uh there are plenty of other methods you can make like a jam or a puree or something and that that involves heating up the um fruit sanitizing it as well yes because one of the things you've really got to watch what watch out for with fruit is the the skins and yeah any sort of natural yeast that's kicking about on them yeah because that can ruin a batch oh god yeah. it's yeah well you, really i mean uh, you, like that's pretty much just how scrumpies are made and you yes. know, like like wines and things like that as they use the the existing yeast on the skins and mm. uh, it's not too bad if you're putting it in post-fermentation we're putting it into an alcoholic environment yeah because uh, a lot of things don't really like to be just dropped into that it's quite <laughs> hostile yeah um and especially if you're cutting it fresh as you did, so yes, there's no yeah. chance for. Well, that was it. It was like the the, the pineapples I used. They, they they were peeled and cut, and then just dropped straight in. Um, and I think the alcohol percentage was nigh on five percent at that point, anyway. Um, yeah. But then you've Pretty also got, yeah, and you've also got the uh, the acidity of 
the pineapple itself. Uh, and the reason I picked post-fermentation is because I was concerned about the acidity killing off the yeast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Same reason you don't just drop yeast into an already alcoholic environment <laughs> because it doesn't like it. No, no. Well, I mean, you can put in some champagne yeast and stuff as uh, if you, or barley uh, yeah. wines. Yeah, if, 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 if you've got a, a yeast that's uh, more hearty, yeah. Um, then, yeah, it, it, like, like, it, it can work, but the, you're still going to get a bit more of a lag time because the yeast coming out mm. of uh, kind of being dormant into a alcoholic environment, whether it can deal with it or not, it's still not super happy about it. No, but yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the recipe. Having uh, the addition, the big addition of what is essentially a pineapple tincture. Although yeah. hopefully the rum will impart How's flavors as well. How's that going to change the percentage if you work that out? Uh, well, my sister did this with a commercial brewer's beer before. Yeah. Uh, on their with their permission. Yeah. Uh, for a house party they had, and it bumped up the ABV by about uh, 0.5. All oh, right. Okay. A percent. Yeah. So I'm I'm brewing it to be about four percent as the with base the intention beer. of it being four and a half. Yeah. Four okay. and a half with an entire bottle of pineapple rum. Yes. Chucked in. I mean, it sounds interesting. I'm really mm. looking forward to really looking forward to seeing how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that little bit of smoke in the malt base was to complement the barbecue sort of element. Yes, of the yeah, the pineapple, barbecue of the pineapple. Bring that out a bit more. That's uh, a good plan. Yeah. Oh, the the one shame is that there's not like a big fruit balance cocktail yes. going on, and it is going to be fairly pineapple heavy. Pineapple heavy. Uh, hopefully the rum balances that out and hopefully the Styrian Wolf sort of balances that out as well. You're not tempted to like bang a load of like desiccated coconut in there as well just to... Uh, I'll talk it through. give it a wee bit of coconut yet. I'll talk it through with my sister, see what she wants to do. Yeah. Um, I've I've done that at one point. I've made a a coconut brown ale um, with toasted coconut. Toasted coconut. Mm, It was good. How do you uh, sanitise properly? Uh, Well, the, the, the way I did this was... Uh, essentially just uh, dry dry heated the, the desiccated coconut till it mm. started toasting, um, banged that into hot bags and dropped it into the boil. Oh, right. Oh, okay, so uh, not post-fermentation. No, just, no, no. Um, it, it went into the boil cause it could, because the, the downside to that is um, coconut is quite oily. Yeah. So you lose a lot of head retention um, with an oily beer. Yeah. So And yeah. if it's going to be served by gravity from a cask anyway, there's going to be virtually none yeah. of that. Uh, but I, 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 at that point, I was bottling, so I ended up just with loads of bottles. But it was... Um, the inspiration came from a Hawaiian brewery, Kona, mm. um, and they do a uh, the Cocoa Brown, which is a coconut brown ale, and it was the first time I had it. So first time I was in America visiting my brother, I tried it, and I was like, oh, that's really good. Yeah. It's like, as soon as I could, came home, made it, and yeah. So I'm hoping to get some this time I'm over in America to have a game because no, you can't always. get it in the UK. Can you not? No. Oh. <clears throat> I know. It's a shame. You can get some of their <laughs> other beers like Longboard and uh, things like that, but getting yeah, a hold yeah. of their coconut brown is nigh on impossible. I just don't think they export it out here. No. It's and a shame. We, he's already told me it's almost impossible to smuggle a bottle back for me. So Yeah, oh. well, I mean, I will... I don't, I don't know how... But I'll try. I'll do some research and see whether or not I can actually get yeah. some in my um, like get some in my luggage because mm. it would be nice to be able to bring some beers back. Which yes, be good. It'd be nice to take some over as well because my brother hasn't tried any of the beers from over here, like you know, the, no, the, like, like the new beers sure. and stuff like that, and or you know, any of yours stuff as or, well, or any of my stuff. Yeah, he's never tried any of my beer. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Unfortunately, ah, shame. It would be a shame. But there we go. So, yeah, um, have we got any uh, beer news? Beer ye, beer ye, it's time for the beer news. What's been happening? Um, well, I mean, quite a number of things have been going off, but uh, it's whether or not they're going to be relevant <laughs> at the time that this goes live. Yes. Um, so we mentioned last episode a uh, certain thing happened with Beavertown yeah. Brewery. Uh, which has been uh, unpopular, shall we say, with, <laughs> with certain groups. Uh, yeah, that's that. That is one way to say it. Yes, uh, they do a big festival uh, yearly. Is it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it it's, is. Yeah. Uh, called the Beavertown Extravaganza, that lots of people bought tickets in advance yeah. for. Then the news came out that they sold a minority stake to Heineken. I mean, you say minority? It's forty-nine yes. percent. Yeah, it's. It is high. a minority, but. 
Wow. So it's a large minority. Yeah. Uh, and then, actually, a lot of breweries that have been their friends for years uh, just got annoyed at that and decided to pull out of the Beavertown Extravaganza. Yeah, so the Beavertown Extravaganza is essentially just like a big beer festival. Um, yeah. And all these breweries had signed up to go along. They were bringing beers along. And, yeah, they've they've just kind of shunned it. And they've just went, nope, we're not going. No. So, some of the big names, the Cloudwater pulled out almost instantly. Yeah. I think um, a few days ago, as of recording, uh, Verdant or Verdant yeah. uh, pulled out. Dea. Dea. Yeah. Brewdog as well. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly. Yeah. Well, I mean, like the thing is, I'm, like, I'm not surprised by Brewdog. Like, yes, I know they're a big brewery, but they've, they've, they're big and have never sold a large proportion of their business out to, out to anybody. No. Uh, they only sell portions of their business out to punters. Yes, and they they get to that size where inevitably there will be parts of their business that not everyone agrees with. Yeah. But as you say, they're not 49% owned by someone else. Yeah, and I think, I, think, I think that's what sticks in people's throat really is yeah. like, yeah, BrewDog are big, but they've, you know, managed to kind of stay the course and just like they've kind of stuck by their guns on certain things. There's certain things they haven't stuck by their guns on, but this one yeah. they kind of have. But yeah, have we got anything else that we need to talk about? Oh, I was going to mention, uh, I've heard on the airwaves, yeah. not, well, the internet waves the that I read with my eyes, yeah. that there's a new style emerging, <clears throat> oh. a new style of beer, uh, one that I hadn't heard of until recently. Yeah, uh, It is confusingly pronounced Brew IPA, but that's brew spelt B-R-U-T, right? Uh, as in the uh, type of wine, the right. sort of champagne-y sort of wine or uh, there's a, also a um aftershave yes <laughs> i it? don't think there's much to do with that i hope not well yeah hopefully <laughs> not. so the the sort of history with that is as we were talking about uh uh yeast cannot break down longer chains no of sugars that you are inevitably going to get long chains no matter what temperature you mash in at. Yes. So even yeah. if you mash in at very low temperature, like just enough to extract all of the sugar uh, and get the most amount of simple small chain uh, sugars you can, yeah, uh, it's still going to be some. And that's fine for like a 3.8% beer. Yes. It's all going to be nice and crisp and clean and blah, blah, blah. However, if you get stronger, if you're going into doubles or even triple IPA, you still get a big sweetness. Yes, and yeah, yeah. one of the things that a brew IPA is trying to combat is that big, full, round sweetness, trying to approach it more like a champagne okay. and have that really strong ABV, but a very thin, crisp body. Uh, and there's a couple of ways of doing that. The first thing is literally use champagne yeast Yeah, because it's very good at munching down any chains it sees yeah and it can survive to a much higher uh, yeah, alcohol oh, yeah. tolerance as well yeah so. yeah alcohol's sort of no problem yeah to this thing uh the other one is uh introducing uh an enzyme you you literally just chuck in an enzyme to the beer yeah. af- after everything's mashed in and that will artificially break down those uh, yes. larger chain sugars into fermentable sugars yeah. and then that allows the full thing to completely ferment out get really big, get really crisp, and, uh, yeah, you end up with, like, a champagne-y... How, how, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the the addition of an enzyme well, to help break things down? Like, like, would you be more comfortable using a champagne yeast, um, or would you be more comfortable using an enzyme to kind of artificially break it down? I, I don't know. I think, because strong Belgian beers have been adding sugar yeah. for oh, centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just you just chuck in sugar, and then you don't have to worry about the the long chain stuff no. because it's already short yeah, chain. Yeah, you, you've given a lot of food for the yeast to tackle. Yeah, and so this this method, as far as I can tell, was uh, invented in order to, to shy away from just adding sugar to it, okay. and instead you add the enzyme. Yeah, and it's sort of well, if you're adding something. Yeah, what difference does what it does make? It, what does it matter? I mean, I, I suppose you can um, like adding adding sugar straight into it affects the the body quite mm. a lot. Yeah, uh, you end up with a, um, a a much like kind of thinner beer, really, yeah. and that can be an issue sometimes. But it 
does work if you've got a like, good malt base. Yeah. Uh, because like, you can combat it. And the Belgian beers, you know, they, they've been doing it for a long time. So they've got yeah, that yeah. pretty pretty nailed on. Like It's just what the, what the enzyme would do, whether or not it allows like, that body to stay there. But yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, we I've not had uh, a UK example of this style. No. Apparently it's uh, emerging more from the sort of San Francisco region okay. of the US. Uh, so it will be a while before it filters before, yeah. over to this 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 part of the world. I'm sure a couple of up and coming brewers oh, are going sure to give will, yeah. it a punt. Yeah, yeah. The the one slight drawback is that it normally is to 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 get the big benefit of the style. You have to go high ABV. Right, and you okay. have to go sort of nine ten plus. Yeah. So yeah, which it it can be a really nice thing, but you can't drink. Too much of that. No, and no, no, no. You end up so down. Mm, especially in the UK market, you can't, you can't no. sell uh, super high ABV stuff as easily. So yes, it yeah. may not take off anywhere near as good. No, yeah. I, we'll see. I, I mean, I'll keep my eyes open when I'm over uh, in Florida and see whether or not anything kind of has filtered over that far. Yeah. Be interesting. Interesting. Maybe one day we'll brew one as well. Maybe. We'll have to get our hands on some of this enzymes. Oh, yes. We'll just find out what it's called. Yeah. Until then, uh, should we have a beer? Yeah, no, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do yeah. that. Right, what we got here then? So we've got one that anyone who's familiar with tropical pale ales is going to know. Nom, 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 nom. They are going to have seen it. It is by Tiny Rebel, and it is called Club Tropicana. Ah, oh, this is—it's just such a good beer. Yeah, for those searching, it's with a W, not with a U. So it's C L W B. Yeah, Tropicana. I wonder what the purpose behind that is. Welsh. Is that is that is that is that genuinely the reason? I think so. Yeah, because they're they're a Welsh brewery yeah. uh, based in Newport, and one of the things that they like doing is throwing the odd little bits of Welsh language into stuff. Yeah. So Kutch is one you might have seen as well. That's yes. C W, no C W T C H. Yeah, is Kutch, uh, which is a Welsh word. And so they've taken Club Tropicana and they've swapped out the U for a W, and it's Club Tropicana. Ah, look at it. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, it's a bang and beer as well. Oh yes. Right. Uh, Going to get involved, and um, we'll obviously give it a nice and uh, uh, well, I say a nice review if, as long as it is nice. Yes. Uh, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, like, like we'll give it a review, but I'm fairly certain I know what to expect. Yeah, big fruit on the nose, big tropical everything, pineapple, wow. mango, passion fruit, blah blah blah, everything it's just under the sun. So good. Yeah, and uh, the taste is uh, just oh wow. as rounded. Oh, that is just beautiful. Uh, on a hot day like this, oh, mm. sitting in the garden, drinking some Club Tropicana. Yeah. Mm, that's what it's about. Yeah. And as, as you say, beer lilt. Yeah, no, it, it genuinely is. I mean, uh, it's just such a big punch in the face of tropical. Yeah. And I mean, do you know how they get the tropical? Um, uh, I don't know for sure. Uh, so I, I don't like to Do they just slander. put lilt in? Um, <laughs> little syrup. Yeah. Uh, no, unfortunately, I hear that they do use syrups um, for uh, yeah, or I, essences. Yeah, I, I mean, which the, one it was. the thing is, that I like Damn. that doesn't really bother me that much. No, like, because w- when you're brewing at the level that they're brewing at, banging in loads of fruit is bloody expensive. Yeah, and your your risk of infection is yeah. huge. Yeah. So like. It's it's all fine and well for home brewers to, uh, you know, be very purist and go right. Okay, well, I'm only just going to use like the freshest ingredients and all of that. And it's like that's fine. If you're making forty liters, fifty liters, yeah. If it goes if it goes south, you, you can pour it away. Yeah, you don't have to try and sell it to anybody. And you know, also your outlay for those. I mean, like go down the fruit market. So when I make wine, go down the fruit market. You get eight kilograms of fruit for like eight quid. And that's a lot, mm. but if you upscale, like, that. That, upscale yeah. that to like big brewery where you're needing like a ton, uh, all of a sudden it becomes quite expensive. And yeah. then you have to put that price onto the markup of your beer, and yeah. then your beer is more expensive. And then people complain about that. So I, I have <laughs> no issue with breweries using uh, essences and you know various other ways of just making it still taste fantastic because it tastes good. Yeah, like tastes fantastic, but 
do it in a way that is sustainable so it allows the brewery to actually produce the beers that it wants to produce and it allows the consumers to yeah. get it at a fair price. And uh, as we were talking about all the methods of adding fruit to beer, yeah. it is the easiest one to final, finally adjust Yes, as well. So you can you can make the beer fully finished, done, uh, take off a certain size of sample and just keep adding drops until yes. it tastes right. And then just and then you scale it up. Yeah. You can't do that if you're adding the fruit in before the boil. No, it's, it's, oh. it is it is very difficult to get that right unless you do a lot of test brews yeah. beforehand. And again, that is time-consuming and expensive. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it does mean that you get lots of beer that you can drink, so <laughs> there is that. Hooray! But no, like, all in all, Club Tropicana had it many times before, oh, yeah. but it is just such a good beer. Like, in the, a can, so you yeah. can drink it straight from the can. You yeah, don't have to worry. and it is it is perfect. Like you, you want it, you want it from the fridge. Mm. I find that like like for me, this is a beer best served from can or from keg. Uh, I haven't had it on cask. I imagine it's probably pretty good on cask as well. Huh. Um, Interesting. But yeah, I, 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 I don't, I don't, even, I don't mm. even think I've seen it in cask. So I don't know whether or not they do it in cask at all. Um, interesting but yeah I, I do like to think about that sometimes when I'm drinking beers like oh how would it be off you know how mm. would it be served like this how would it be served like that and this one I think really benefits from the carbonation because it really just yeah. helps open everything up it brings it to the nose a lot easier and the temperature just makes it real refreshing I'd imagine that at room temperature would still be nice but it would start tasting and I think it'd be a bit much after a while. Yeah, because it there is quite a. It's not like super sweet, but there is quite a sweetness there. Yeah. To accompany the fruit, and so I think, as you say, if it was room temperature and you had a whole pint of it, it mm. would presumably get a bit too heavy. Yeah. Sweetness wise, I'd have thought so. Uh, so nice, crisp, cold, fizzy. Drink it quick. Lovely summer. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, I think before we go and grab another beer, this is a perfect opportunity to, um, you know, we can talk about the network that hosts us, mm. uh, Kaiju FM. So uh, we're, we're part of a network. Um, I've got a podcast on this network, a, a different podcast called The Space Jam Continuum. Uh, it's hosted by Rob. He runs Kaiju, and he's got uh, various other podcasts on there. And unfortunately, it's not a free operation. Uh, we make the podcast for free. You know, we don't make anything. We provide the beer. We provide the equipment, uh, all of that. But the the network does take some level of upkeep. And for that, we've set up a Patreon account. Uh, so if you go to kaiju.fm and you click the support us section, uh, you will see uh, the Patreon page. And for even just a dollar a month, it makes such a big difference. You'll gain access to... Um, certain reward levels at some point we're talking about putting up our recipes um as a kind of a reward for uh donating to the patreon um and you know even if you just listen to our show it's like 50 cents an episode Mm. and there's a lot of other shows on there so you know if you're into into role-play games uh, there's a show called Lawmasters, which is fantastic. It's yeah, just I've I've guested on that. As you well. have, so yeah. I, I do believe I've been on there at some point. Oh, cool. um, and yeah, like Lawmasters is brilliant because it's just little 10, 15 minute snippets. Uh, sometimes real short, sometimes even three minute little yeah. snippet ideas of characters, uh, locations, things for characters and stuff. Um, so yeah, and it's just really good. It, 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 it's a, like a crowdfunding type thing. Uh, but if you can't afford to or you just simply don't want to, that's perfectly fine. There's other ways to help us out. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, if they've got a rating system such as iTunes, stick a rating on, give us a review. Yeah, subscribe. You know, yeah, subscribe. Let us know how we're doing. Get in contact with us on social media. Yes. Because uh, we've got all that social media going, haven't we, Mike? Yes, yes. Uh Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know any 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 of the names of the? Oh, they're they're all at by the mash tun, all the all one word. There you go. Or or uh, not the at it for Facebook and Instagram, but Twitter is at. Yeah. But it's, it they're all the same by the mash tun. Yeah. And so see you, what we're up to. Yeah, you can get get in contact, keep up with things. Uh, we we tend to put up various posts every so often. Um, 
yeah, other than that, it's kind of just thanks for listening and, you know, let us let us know how we're doing. Yeah. And I think the next thing we need to do is go get a beer. But Ooh. while we get a beer, I'm just going to stick an advert on. Yes. In a world that appears to make no linear sense, there's a time-travelling rabbit with an important agenda. What is it? No one knows. But it has something to do with basketball. Welcome to a reality where a famous pig actor turned despotic leader rules with an iron fist and a psychopathic duck may be our only hope for salvation. Welcome to the Tooniverse. The Space Jam Continuum is a show where two brave souls attempt to create a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. Looney Tunes, from 1937 all the way to Space Jam. Why? Because in an era where all people want is a cinematic universe and reboots of all cartoons, we're the only ones with a resolve to combine the two. So join us every Wednesday as we explore the depths of the Tooniverse, slowly clawing our way ever closer to the 1996 classic. That's the Space Jam Continuum, every Wednesday at kaiju.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and we advise you start at the beginning. It's a good idea. Pango! Pango! <laughs> Here we are. Something much more opaque. Yeah, so this this is a beer called Pango. Pango IPA. Yeah. By Brewski, a Swedish brewery. Okay. And Pango is... Uh, is it a portmanteau if it's three things? I don't know. It? Okay. We're smashing the words together yeah, just of mango, passion fruit, and pineapple. Yeah. But yes. with the mango at the end. Yeah, sorry. I did it in the wrong <laughs> order. Hello. Yeah. I was like, why is he doing it like that? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, and, uh, it, it looks real. Like, it's just... Here's that word again. Dank. Dank. It looks yeah. dank. I mean, but, I mean, I like it. It's yeah. like, oh, God, that looks juicy. Yeah, it's it's not like a New England style. You can Ooh. see the bits of stuff floating around in it, but it smells pretty crisp. Yeah, it Just, smells good. Mm. Getting more of the sort of passion fruity uh, stuff and a hint of the mango. Yeah. Um, yeah whereas yeah. Club Tropicana was like big mango at the start. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm still definitely getting a, a bit of the pineapple there as well. Mm. That's quite nice. Well, I went in for a taste. How was it? Mm. Yeah, not as refreshing. But still very fruity. And I wonder what yeast mm. they've used for that. Yeah, yeah, because there's a, like, like there's a there's a a pleasant yeasty um, yeasty flavour coming through for a bit. Yeah, sort of ester sort of mm. stuff. That that that's one of the the, the aftertaste is real yeah. good though. Oh, mm. that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that that is lingering. That yeah, I like that. Yeah, lasts a bit longer. Yeah, so not as not quite as uh, cool. Oh, drink on did, a summer's day. But. Something we didn't talk about, uh, and let's quickly go back to it. Club Tropicana, what's the ABV on that? I oh, don't, I don't yes. think we mentioned that. No, it's not huge. It's uh, 5.5. And what's 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 this on uh, Pango here? Uh, this Pango here is 5.9. So 5.9, yeah, okay. They're about the same. Wasn't Pango one of the 101 Dalmatians? <laughs> Sounds true. Sounds yeah. plausible, at least. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like, like maybe one of our listeners will know if you send us a message on Twitter and just let us know mm. if Pango was one of the 101 Dalmatians because I genuinely don't know mm. oh second sip I'm definitely getting a lot more of that yeasty ester sort of stuff sort of a juicy is, is I think this is the the, the peach notes that you, mm. you get from some sort of of, of the really ester, ester heavy yeah. yeast strains the, the, the it's got an interesting mouthfeel to it as well because you're like you're expecting like big full mouth, but it's 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 a bit thinner than I was expecting. Like it it, it disappears mm. quite quickly, but the the the, the flavour just hangs around, and it's not doesn't leave a an overwhelmingly lingering bitterness. Mm. Yeah, if you I think if you if you're looking for something like Club Tro- Tropicana, but you want a sipper, not a yes, not a not a not not a guzzler, yeah. Then definitely try and find out Pango by Brewski. That's yeah, that is that's real bit, nice. And I like the bottle as well. Oh yeah, like the, like the label is real. It's just yeah, it's just it's just awesome. It's just a, like a mango, pineapple, and a passion fruit. And that's it. Yeah, and then uh, you you like the logo for the brewery. The logo, you? yeah, it's just a little guy with a mustache and a top hat and a monocle. Top hat, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Uh, the, the bottle size is interesting as well. Yeah. Uh, let me is find it out. Is it, it is 330. Yeah, right. but it's like a little... It, it's sort of like a stubby, but it's some. It's somewhere in between a stubby and a normal sort of oh. a 330 mil. I like it. I, uh, it's, 
at that percentage as well, it's a sort of it's a size of bottle you want, and it does mean that if you've got a load of them in your fridge, mm. you can get one out, and because it's only a short amount, you, mm-hmm. you, you know you're not having to worry about it warming up too quickly. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of curious to see how this warms up. Yeah, and because um, it's not it's not very high carbonation levels either. No, it's, it's, no, it's not. Um, it's lost almost all its head straight away. Oh, I wonder what they'd be like if we mixed them. No, don't do it. Fruit punch. <laughs> Fruit punch. Well, one of the things I was going to try is adding the uh, pineapple rum to. Oh, is yeah, it now? But I'm not going to do that yet. No, probably not on air either. No, we'll do that at the end. Yeah, obviously. Well. Should we get another one? I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, we should. All right. Well, well, well. Hello. <laughs> What'd you got? I've got another one. Uh, Good. That's yes. what you went for. It is by uh, a much more local brewery to yeah. us, a Renegade okay. brewery, which is sort of a offshoot of uh, West Barks Brewery. Yeah. They're brewed in the same place. And it is called Witness the Citrus. Witness the Citrus. It's not a true tropical pale ale. It is a bit of a curveball. Oh, um, is it? But I figured it looked nice. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, at least, at least you didn't bring us a stout. Yes. <laughs> that, that, like, like when you said, oh, I've got a bit of a curveball. It's not really a tropical pale ale. I'm like, he's going to get a chocolate stout out, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we're just going to have a chocolate stout and talk about that for a bit. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> no. No, okay, all right. maybe not. I'm in a citrus mood. Ah, fair enough. It, well, lucky, yeah, because this is Witness the Citrus. It's a tangerine... White beer, okay. they've called it. Uh, the strength is 4.5, so it's much more low down. Probably should have started with this one. It doesn't, it doesn't look like a white beer. No. Just put that out there. It is a can, and I left it to settle overnight in the fridge. So oh, okay. uh, I'm so used to bottle-conditioned beers that I think I've you gotten just, very yeah. good at pouring yeah. carefully. <laughs> just, just nailing it. Yeah. So uh, I reckon if I just upended it in a pint glass, it would look a bit different. Yeah, but it's it's definitely orange in colour compared it, to the other it's, two. It's very very tangeriney on the nose as well. Is it? Mm, tangerine. Okay. Yeah, I could. I can. I can pick up some, but yeah. there's no way as much as, no, it, it, the, it's not as f- other fruits yeah, in the other beers. It's not a full hit in the face like Club Tropicana no. was. But it smells nice. It looks good, and it's it's one of the hardest things to pitch when when you are brewing with additions of x y and z is how much do you put in do, like yeah. do, you, do you want a beer a beer with a hint of a thing or do you want a thing with a hint of beer yeah like, or, like, like, like that, that, that's it isn't it it's it's difficult to find the balance and you, you have to really know what you want because you can't just sit on the fence about it and just see what happens it's like no we're, we're going for the fruit flavour, mm. or we're going for beer with a hint of fruit. And yeah, like that, that I'd say they've went for beer with a hint of fruit. Yeah. Because the the beer flavour is there. It's, it's a nice beer. Um, and there is an undertone of tangerine. It's not like no. full in your face. It's, yeah, the even the wheat, the wheat beer flavours aren't really super present. No, um, I'm, I'm, I got more, uh, more yeast flavour from, um, from the pango, from the pango, than I did from mm. the, and it, the it was a citrus, big fruity yeast flavor as well. Yes, mm. yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine that was probably their intention. Whereas these guys, they may have wanted to downplay the the yeast profile, yeah, potentially I, because they've, they've called it a white beer rather than a wheat beer. Yes, yeah, exactly. So uh, as to how that's kind of changed their process, I don't really know whether or not they've brewed it the same way you brew wheat beer, or whether or not they've brewed it at a or fermented at a much lower temperature so you're not getting that um yeah that sort of yeasty estuary um that's my suspicion balance. yeah because with a lot of yeasts the the <clears throat> higher you ferment the temperature of fermentation the yeah. more the yeast will push out certain things that yeah. it just it can't be bothered to deal with yeah and and, uh, and the thing it's that, fermenting so fast like, like like that works perfectly in certain styles so you know wheat beers and stuff like that you want those flavor profiles yeah because um, so they, they so, can so be fruity and yeah. nice and... So, so so you ferment at those higher temperatures because that's where that yeast is happy mm. whereas you know you don't want that out of uh like other styles of beer so you, you know if you're wanting an ipa you don't want that those flavors so you get a cleaner yeast um if you were to brew a lager like you don't want those flavors you no. want real crisp no so you the lager yeast 
you ferment at a very low temperature. Mm. I mean, I can imagine if you fermented with a lager yeast at like ale f- fermentation temperatures, it'd just be sulfur. It'd just be um, so sulfur. Because it, isn't that the uh, the steam the, the, the steam yeah. ale? Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, they don't. I don't know how what sort of like temperature they do ferment at, but I don't think it's at the same sort of temperature. Because that's not super sulfurous. No. Um, it's compounded by the fact that there are many different strains of lager yeast. Yes. So it's it's not just there's one that... Oh, no, no, that no. You can all. Ferment there's, there's, there's hundreds, but there's hundreds of strains of yeah. every style of yeast. But I, a lot of uh, things come down to age as well. So yeah. if you are fermenting at a very high temperature and the yeast is pushing out all these extra flavors. There's esters and uh, phenols as well yeah. that are a bit more undesirable, sometimes desirable, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they do is they've, they push that stuff out so quickly, but when there's no more sugar to eat and you give them enough time, they start to eat that stuff that they pushed out really yeah. quickly. And so if you've got a beer that you've fermented really high, tastes horrible, you can leave it for six months and yes. it, all those notes will start to Mellow die out. down and you'll, you'll end up with something that just is beer. Yeah. More, more beer than it is Yeah, bad. It, it, it is surprising what just ageing a beer can do. Uh, I mean, mm. well, like we, we talked about it, um, I think it was last week when we talked about that plum porter that I made. Yes. You know, I just hid some somewhere and then <laughs> came back a little bit later and it was... Uh, oh, well, there you go. That's that's changed, and it's all of a sudden it's it's a bit nicer because it's just had that time to sit. Mm. So yeah, it's, it it is interesting, and it is often quite fun just an age age of beer just to see what happens to it. Yeah. So you know, if you do make a batch of beer and you're not overly keen on it, but it's not rank, bottle it, hide it, <laughs> give it a year. <laughs> crack yeah. a bottle open and see what happens because you never know you, you you might have made a very really you know, yeah. very tasty beer exactly yeah and and it's it's fantastic advice uh the the two flavors you have to be really careful about though uh i believe i've said this before is uh baby sick yeah uh, i ain't drinking baby sick no 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 so, <laughs> so if there's even a hint of uh butriolic acid yeah something like that uh, which is uh, you know vomit yeah um or of uh the very sort of rindiest rind of parmesan yeah uh that those two flavors despite being unpleasant in and of themselves uh signifies that there's something really bad in that and that Mm. might be bad for you to drink so those those are the two that just don't don't even bother aging it just chuck it away yeah just get rid yeah but yeah don't don't lose hope you know if you mess up in the middle of a brew don't lose hope just Keep going. Yeah, it averages out normally. Does, like yeah. the beer tends, the yeast like to tend beer towards beer. So yeah. if, if if you do push it one way, I mean they have it been selected against they, it. They have been selectively bred that way. Exactly. For, exactly. You know, thousands of years. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I, have we have we got any more beers to try? Uh, no, that's uh, well. I mean, unless you want to try adding some of this rum to one of these beers. Yes. What yes, happens. I do. Which, which one do you want to add it to? Well, I think. Uh, well, if you add it to one, I'll add it to a different right. one. I'm going to add some to which this. Which one isn't uh, going to get added to, or we're going to add to all? I think the Pango is so nice. I'm just going to leave it. So I'm going to add some to the uh, Renegade. Okay, I'll add a little bit to the uh, Club Tropicana. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> do you want there's some more in the oh no there isn't <laughs> there's some more I, the drank, it I drank it all I did drink it all right there you go you, cheers cheers yeah you, you let me know how the renegade one works out for you oh I mean you gotta that's remember that's so different I added such a small amount and that is well, yeah, so but, different yeah but proportionately what? it's not proportionally it's not it's not a small amount you added a shot to <laughs> no there was like a third of a shot like there, there must have been no more than about five mil maybe Ooh. That is so different. Do you want to try some um, yes. clove tropicana? Yes, I do. Rummy, rummy have, goodness. Have some, have some of that. Uh, witness the citrus and witness pineapple rum. Witness the citrus rum. rum. Mm. Oh, see, that just tastes like um, weaker rum, whereas mm. th- that witness oh, the citrus is really good now. That's, that's interesting. Sweetened um, it out. It's ah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna add some to the pango. Oh, you what? Uh, um, oh yeah. Have you had a favourite so far? I think Pango. I, I love, I love, 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 love Club Tropicana. 
as as you say refreshing beer that still has flavor but i tend not to like beers that are nice in order for you to not think about them anymore whereas i like beers that are encouraging you to think about them and the pango fills both those mm, that that with the rum Ooh. Hmm. it's softer yeah it's softer it's I, interesting isn't it yeah it is interesting. It is it interesting. Is. I, the first sip, I was like, oh, it's boring now. Yeah. And then, so, no, then it isn't. No, no it's not. All oh, right. Well, so add rum. Oh, well, add, <laughs> add pineapple rum to every beer you drink just to see what it's like. I mean, preferably as, like, after you've drank your fill of the beer you want, I guess. Well, not your fill, because then you might be, be full. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, add rum responsibly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As and when you want. Exactly. Um, okay, well, I mean, we, we, like, we've definitely drank a lot of beers. Yeah, yeah. We have we've, talked about a lot yeah, of beers. Yeah, we, we, we're currently brewing. Yeah, and a a la- I mean, that only leaves us with one thing left to try, really. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be the warp, but it's just not ready yet. No. So we're going we're gonna to cut out, and then we're going to cut back in very quickly with uh, how we feel about it. Yeah. Well, we're back. Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. So, what's going on? Beer ye, beer ye, number two. Oh, God. Two beer, two ye. (laughs) It's time for the supplementary beer news. As soon as we stopped recording, I checked a certain social media thing, and uh, it turns out Beavertown are now offering refunds on the Beavertown extravaganza. Yeah. I'm fairly certain at at the very beginning of this, they said, yep, we're not offering refunds. Like, well, I think when Cloudwater pulled out, they were like, nope, we're not offering refunds. Like, it's still going ahead. Uh, everything's as it should be. And yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. There's so many people pulled out now that it's just, they uh, look like bad guys now. Oh, God. If, but So they're trying to t- uh, change the... Change the... The format. The format a bit and uh, trying to well, make it seem that they're not so bad after no. all. But we'll see. Oh, well, I mean, Mike, how's the wart tasting? Oh, lovely. Ah, that's good. Well, that's, uh, I think we're going to say goodbye now. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.